Fred Rachani. We have right here via Zoom a very special guest, an honorary guest. He is a doctor. He's the writer and director of the film starring Akon by the name of The American King in theaters available to stream as well worldwide and coming out on DVD next month. We are talking to director, writer, Dr. Ada Obekpa. Doctor, thank you so much for the time. How's everything going? Thank you so much, Fred. Thank you for having me. Everything is going great. It's a little warmer here. I'm sure than the West Coast, so I'm doing great here. Do you want to tell everybody where you're at right now? Yeah, I'm in a town called Otupo. It's the headquarters of the Doma Kingdom, a tribe in Nigeria and West Africa, in Nigeria. So I'm speaking to you from Otupo in Nigeria right now. That That is awesome. Your background is awesome. We're going to get to all that in just a second, but let's get to the topic on hand here. The American King. This is a film that involves comedy, drama, politics, a lot of political humor as well. Uh, very topical for these, uh, at times, tense political times uh, that we're in right now. Akon, of course, is the star, but you also have Nick Moran and a number of other really talented actors and actresses in the cast. Uh, how did you get linked up with Akon for this film? So how did you get into film? Because you mentioned to me off the air, I, I refer to you on the air, as a doctor. You're literally a, a, a doctor with a practice based in New York. You're also writing and directing. How did film kind of come all about for you? I grew up listening to a lot of stories. You know, I come from a royal family. So as kids growing up, we hear a lot of oral history about our kingdom and our people. So really as a kid, my life was all around sitting with the elders and hearing stories. And that's how we are taught as kids before you go into like elementary school. So the storytelling is always about comedy, music. It's always about entertainment, but at the end of it, there's always a lesson in it. You know, so school for us as little kids, we are like, you know, stories of ancient times, some are mythology, some are history. So I grew up with a lot of stories I've always wanted to tell because we have an oral history that's not always in tandem with the things that we read in school. So it's always been a passion of mine sort of to tell stories someday. But what really clicked it for me was a few years ago, I was in New York and I decided to, I decided to go to the Met and I decided to take a tour of the Egyptian collection in the Met, the Metropolitan Museum in New York. So walking through the Met and seeing all of the paintings on the old Egyptian walls, the sculptures, it was like deja vu, it was like all my childhood coming back and all the stories have been told. And I'm like, wow, this is my childhood and a lot of stories I've heard right here in New York City. Then walking out of the Egyptian collection, I see this statue of Sibylla, an ancient priestess. And that was sort of when all of the stories came to me, I'm like, wow, I'm really gonna tell this story. That's and that's incredible. how the journey to New York started from New York to LA, right, to go make the film. That, that's incredible. And, and did you have any contacts in the film industry or entertainment industry prior to deciding to get to film? Or did you just decide, you know what, okay, this is incredibly enlightening for me. This is what I want to do. And, and just kind of flew out to the West Coast, like kind of blind and ready to network. Well, I made a couple of calls. Then as an old friend who was out in um, LA, who writes and directs, and he was the first contact I made when I went to LA. And I really didn't set out to be a director at the beginning, I just wanted to tell the story. And it was taking forever for it to be told. 
And I just realized that, you know, sometimes if you really want to do something, you got to do it yourself. So after about two and a half years of nothing happening, I had to actually move from New York to Los Angeles, set up a production company and lend the ropes. And that's how I ended up directing this so that I can actually get it story told the way I wanted it. Wow. And as far as the, the, the filming of this, you said you originally had a, another lead actor and you linked up with, with Akon. So when was this primarily filmed? Well, we started filming in 2016 and finished in 2020. So, so it took about uh, four years of sweat to actually make it happen. And that's how I had to go live in LA myself to try to tell the story I wanted to tell. So it was a very long, painful process, but I learned a lot in the process. And when you were wrapping things up in 2020, was it before the pandemic or did it just kind of happen like during like the time that Corona just started coming here? Ended just before the pandemic. We finished shooting on, I remember the date perfectly, 222, 2nd of February, 2020. So I flew back to New York, right back to my practice, then the pandemic hit. So while I was in the process of editing, I was actually still treating patients with the, with the COVID. What have these last couple of years been like for you, you know, not just as a, a, a professional now, you know, knee deep in film, uh, but as somebody who is a, a family man, and of course, and a doctor dealing with this, this virus that, you know, we're, we're still kind of combating these days with all these variants. Well, it's interesting. It's actually like, um, in a way, it's surreal because when we're shooting in 2020, we wanted to play around with, you know, the 2020 elections and all of the politics. And our priestess shows up in 2020, not knowing that something world changing was actually going to happen in 2020 also, when Miss Corona also showed up. So in a way, it's been life changing for everyone. But at the same time, we're happy that we have a very funny, lightheaded, beautiful film that people can actually go watch and forget about a lot of the, you know, the pains and the difficult period we've been through. How was the cast and dealing with all kind of like the different humor and, and maybe some of the controversies that might come out of watching this film? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, we allowed for a lot of, you know, improvs, especially for uh, most of the characters too. So it's for them to get a feel of the story mm-hmm. and sort of tell the story the way, you know, we tell stories in Africa. It's almost like I'm doing freestyle <laughs> so that you embody that character. Then you try to portray it as best as you can. You know, so that made it a lot of fun for everyone, you know, uh, the cast and the crew during the making of the film. So that's absolutely amazing. What was it like working with a guy like Akon, who's not just a brilliant artist, but a guy who has just been so successful in pretty much everything? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 he, he's really an amazing fellow. But the great thing about him is his passion for, for Africa. You know, he's done like the Akon Light in Africa. He's working on some kind of city in Senegal now. And he's always been trying to do what we're trying to do with the film, which is to tell a different story about Africa and to show the world that Africa is rising and that a lot of people in America who've never been to Africa can reconnect with Africa. So for him on stage, it was sort of like, you know, his passion. So it didn't take much of an acting for him. Rather, he embodied that character and he played the role pretty well. I know Hollywood is still way behind the times entertainment industry is still in general kind of way behind the times uh, with diversity and everything else but do you feel like 
it's in a better place these days in 2022 going into 2023 when it comes to telling black stories and specifically African stories? Yeah, well, what I learned taking about four to five years to make this film, it's that we have to tell our own story. You know, we have technology and the times have changed now that you don't need to wait on the big studios. So if you have an amazing story that you want to tell, you just have to go out there and do it. And I'm a prime example of it. You know, I'm a doctor who just wanted to tell the story. And I tried doing it the Hollywood way. It took forever for it to happen. Then I just decided to go do it my way. You know, so I think that's what I've learned from my experience that making movies is no different from telling your own story, you know, rapping or freestyling. So get a camera, get a crew. And if you really, really feel passionate about your story, go tell it yourself. Was it difficult to get distribution as kind of like a first-time filmmaker? Yeah, right from the beginning, it was almost impossible. You know, navigating, you know, Hollywood, it's almost like you got to know someone to connect you with someone. But we now decided to go through some of the film festivals, and I think that's where the magic happened. So we won in the Harlem Film Festival. Then we got into the Black Film Festival in Charlotte. And there, Akon won the best actor. And we have an amazing soundtrack for the film. We actually put out an album, the American King soundtrack with original music. And that also won best score. And I think that's where everything took off from. You know, so we had like PR reaching out to us right after the festival. And that's how all of the connection was made. And we got in touch with Vision Films, which we're very grateful that, you know, they liked it and picked it up. As far as working with Akon and some of the other prominent actors in, in, in the film in the future, do you have any projects in the works that you're allowed to talk about? We're actually working on um, a sequel, sort of going back in history to talk about the story of the priestess, which is the magic behind the whole American king. You know, So we sort of want to tell um, the history before the last 400 years. You know, What was Africa before slavery? What was the life of the black people in America before the last 400 years? You know, so we want to sort of play on the angle from Egypt and dive more into the mystery of the priestess. And when I was doing some research about the Sibylla statue that I found in the Metropolitan Museum, there was an interesting connection between her and Alexander the Great, who conquered ancient Egypt, you know, so sort of, you know, want to play around that. And um, that's the next project we're working on. We're definitely looking forward to all that. Uh, before we let you go, we always like to ask our guests some kind of <coughs> random rapid fire questions just to get to know them better. Are you ready? Sure. Sure. Favorite late night snack? Ooh, an orange or a banana. Oh, very healthy. I, I, I can respect that. <laughs> yeah. Favorite. Okay. Favorite snack that you're not supposed to eat all the time. Coconut cake. Good, oh, good, a carrot cake. Ah, good choice. I, I like it. Besides Akon, of course, who is your all-time favorite actor and who's your all-time favorite actress? All-time favorite actor, absolutely Denzel. Denzel the Actress? Mm, I'm not sure I have an all-time favorite, but um, the one I like the most, it's uh, Halle Berry. Both, both incredible choices. Uh, do you have a favorite Denzel and Halle Berry film? Oh, Denzel, uh, absolutely training day and most dance ball for Halle. Most awkward moment as a filmmaker. Is there anything wacky that happened on the set that maybe 
wasn't so fun at the time, but nowadays is kind of a funny story? There's a scene in the film that has to do with um, a hat. I don't want to give it away. And everyone on the set sort of froze because of political differences. You know, so there were people who didn't want to touch the hat with a pole. And, you know, it took me a while to try to explain to them that uh, that MAGA was make Africa great again. <laughs> and that's how we had to reconvene the set and finish it. So, yeah, so that was a memorable moment on the set. Did you do all the casting or, or did you have somebody help you? Because this is a pretty diverse cast. Obviously, you know, very black African cast, but, you know, you had a lot of white people too and people of different backgrounds, which is a, a pretty cool blend. Yeah, I, I had help with um, my co-producer, Joan McCarthy. She was also a casting director. She's been in Hollywood for a while, so she knows the ropes. Then an old friend who... I had hired initially to be the director also helped with, uh, with the casting. Very cool. Is, is there one actor in the film uh, that you think will surprise people? Everybody obviously knows a- Akon and some of the other more established actors in the film, but is there somebody that's under the radar that you think is going to blow up down the road? Well, I think first Akon is, is going to be a big surprise to people because his acting was amazing. So I'll give that to him. Miguel was pretty funny. But I think um, Eyina Mwige, he's an actor from Nigeria. You know, so he was a prince uh, contesting with Akon. So I think he did pretty good also. So I think he's, he's got a bright future out there. What's and of your... course, I'll give it up to the priestess too. Oh, yeah. She was held a film together. When you go back home, besides being home, what's your favorite place to visit? I was in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like going um, to the country home. So I come from... Um, country home or village called Utupa, and we live among palm trees. So that's where you get wine from the palm. I'm drinking one right now. So this is the only wine that is brewed by nature. So it's absolutely amazing. Anytime I go home, I want to be there. Where you wake up in the morning, somebody climbs the palm tree and gets you a glass of something that looks like milk. And absolutely amazing wine. Wow, that's I love to go to a tupa. Yeah, that's like that. That is a gem. Can you, can, so that so that's not milk you're you're holding. That's wine. Yeah, it's called palm wine. You can you can Google it. You know, check it out. So it comes from from a palm tree. It's alcoholic. It's actually brewed by nature. That wow, man, that's incredible. You you dropped a lot of gems. Huh? I like that. Besides, of course, you know, doing it yourself and 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 not waiting on on big studios. Are there any lessons that you learned about yourself as a filmmaker and as a person these last couple of years between becoming a creator, uh, becoming a filmmaker, being a doctor during a pandemic? Have there been any major life lessons that you've learned? Yeah, I think the major thing has been to, you got to believe in yourself and believe deeply in whatever you want to do. And no matter how simple it might seem, you really can become successful without perseverance. You got to persevere. You know, sometimes things don't work out exactly the way you want but you shouldn't give up so if there's anything i've learned if you believe enough in it persevere and walk through it and success will come how do you balance everything doctor family man well i think this is the fun part i mean being a doctor it's a very i don't call it tiring but it's a very exacting profession you know so this is some something like i'm getting a breeder out of medicine you know so being able to follow my passion and at the same time continue to be a doctor and treat my patients. So for me, milk and film and the kind of story I'm telling 
to me is also like practicing medicine too, because I want to tell stories that heal people, stories that heal communities and make people laugh. So it's sort of like an extension of um, my medical practice. But beside that, part of what I really dedicate a lot of my time to, it's an organization called Doctors Charity that I founded about 10 years ago. It's also a part uh, producer of the film. And it's an organization that is helping doctors in rural communities here in Africa and also helping with organic farming. So I have passion for farming also. So when I'm out here in Nigeria, I go to the local communities with the local chiefs and partner with the local farmers to figure out how best you can help them. Because if you help them farm and put some money in their pocket, then you actually help the community. So that's sort of... Um, my real passion outside of medicine and filmmaking. Why should people watch The American King? If you want to take your mind off the last two years of the gloom and the darkness and be able to relax with your family, have a great life, and at the same time learn very, very great historical and moral lessons, The American King is a film to watch. Excellent, excellent. Well. Sir, we really do appreciate the time. Thank you so much. You've been super gracious. Uh, before we let you go, where can fans find you online? Theamericanking.org, um, Adol Becker on Twitter and on Facebook. And if you want to support our charity, it's called doctorscharity.org. You can find a lot of the work we do in Africa there.